hello everybody and welcome back to the next installment of Reboot Already Underway's Best Picture Recap. I am one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today as always by Aaron Hahn. Hello. Aaron, we wa- well, you watched a movie. I-, I saw this movie a while back now, but you watched a movie today called Manchester by the Sea. Indeed I did. So we're going to talk about Manchester by the Sea, but first, before we get into any deep spoilers, because we're going to do that, believe you me, if you've been listening to any of these episodes, we talk about spoilers. But first, let's go a little <laughs> bit on uh, no spoilers. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what do we think about the movie overall? I think I named it my number three movie of the year. That sounds right. Number three. And uh, what, do, well, what do you think? What do you think? I I mean like I like I was telling you when I first texted you after watching I was like I don't even know if I can articulate my feelings on the <laughs> film at this point like it's just such an emotional roller coaster like I don't, I don't think I've seen a movie that made me feel this much since Perks of Being a Wallflower Ooh. like that's you know wow. yeah, and long-time listeners of the podcast will know how high of a standard that's that a is very high standard Perks of Being a Wallflower Aaron's 10th favorite movie of all time. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So, so how does I, I, I currently have this one sitting at number four, number four of my 2016. I don't know if it will move up or not. Okay. I might have to you know, sit on it a while like I did with La La Land and The Witch that made those switch. Mm-hmm. So You made The Witch switch. Made The Witch switch. Made that Nintendo switch. Not, Dif- no. Different podcast for a different time. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um... So what, what, but yeah, yeah, it's a very emotional movie. Um, I don't. Th- I think if you did not cry during Manchester by the Sea, you are not a human. <laughs> you, you are not a person. You are either not a person or you have no empathy for other people. <laughs> like that has to be the two, the two uh, options. I, I, I'm obviously exaggerating a little bit, but just a little bit. Aaron's currently pulling fuzz up his We got a really uh, we got a really high high profile podcast here if you guys can't tell. Um, but yeah, um, and now that being said, we can't get into all those deep moments without spoilers. So, spoiler warning. We're gonna be talking about spoilers. Aaron, I wanna talk to you most of all about that fire scene. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Now that scene, bad enough. Yeah, his kids are all dead enough in a horrible <laughs> fire. I'm laughing because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually that was actually me like watching this film. Like I'm like an hour into it and I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing this much at this film? <laughs> no, it is it is a funny movie. There are funny yes. moments. Um But like even some of like the sad moments I was just laughing at and I was like <laughs> it's like I don't think this is the appropriate reaction, but, like, I'm laughing because it's just so depressing. It's so uncomfortably depressing, but in a way that works. And now, of course, fire scene. I I was leading into this. The fire scene, super depressing. Three kids dead in a fire. Always going to be a sad thing. Uh, The scene... Yeah, you know, that that, that will do it, you know? (laughs) That'll do it. (laughs) Automatically, if you want to make your movie sad, dead kids. (laughs) That's the way to do it. Um... But it's the scene directly after that I think is one of the greatest scenes, if not the greatest scene um, in film this year. 
and that's the the police station scene, all of the things encompassing it. Uh, Affleck's performance, where you can, he's just dead. <laughs> like behind those eyes, he's dead. And God, say, I mean, say what you will about him. Say whether he deserves this award or not. I think from talent alone, in this performance alone, my God, it is next level. I, like, I, it's been a long time since like I've seen something and there was nothing even close to it in 2016 that I saw. Of course I haven't seen everything, but um, mm-hmm. maybe even 2015. Um, but it's just, it's that moment where he just walks out and you just kind of see him eye that cop's gun. But I'll I let mean, you talk. I mean, I've talked that, about that, this But before. that was like a scene that you, I didn't know much about, I didn't know like anything about the film really beyond mm-hmm. having seen the trailer going in. But you had mentioned a couple times that like the police station was like the scene that really hit you, that really made the movie kind of like click with you. That's when it started. Because then everything after that, then I was like totally on board. But up until that point, I'm like, all right, this is good. I'm enjoying this movie. Well, as much as you can enjoy a horribly depressing film. Um, but it was t- at that point and then everything after where I'm like, this movie is next level good. Like, this deserves everything that gets thrown at it. Um, but yeah, well, what, what, do you, what do you think, Aaron? I'm talking a lot. About that scene in particular? Anything, about... anything in particular. Because, I w- well, I wanted to say just like, so like I knew like once we got to the police station, like something would happen. <laughs> but I didn't know quite what. And I what I think was really... Uh, well done really uh interesting was the fact that it was it was so kind of like low key you know mm-hmm. it's just like he's he just takes the gun and he's ready to do it you know it's like mm-hmm. he, it it goes by like so quickly and like yeah. so quietly in a sense the build up so yeah. i was just like i was i knew something was going to happen but at the <laughs> same time it kind of like makes you feel like you know, it, it just, like, comes out of nowhere and yet doesn't come out of nowhere mm-hmm. because there's also that build-up with his... Like I said, I can't articulate my thoughts Yeah, no, I understand. Well, you just but... finished this movie. Um, but it's... it's. I, I hope I did it well enough, or talked about it well enough to where the point where I wanted people to think, if they were going to watch it, that the police station is just that scene where he's talking to the police because that alone is horribly mm-hmm. sad. Um, and then just that added part at the end is, like, where it really just gut punches you. Um, you know, the dead kid's not enough. It's once we get to parental suicide. <laughs> That's when it gets... <laughs> We're horrible today. We have... This is, again, laughing because of how horribly depressing this movie is. Um, if you don't laugh, you cry, Aaron. That's what they say. True. True. Um, yeah, uh, what what do you think? What do you think overall? Not just that scene. What themes, things you enjoyed, characters, themes. performances. <laughs> I mean, I you might have to keep on going. I might have to jump okay. in because like All like right. just jump <laughs> in. Said. Um, another scene. Well, another scene in that film that's particularly great in a performance that I think. She's not in the movie much, but when she has material, she's fantastic. And that's Michelle Williams. Um, just that scene where uh, they meet on the sidewalk. My mm-hmm. God, Aaron. <laughs> that's when, like, if I didn't break down at, that, at the police station scene, could not console me at that point of the film. <laughs> where she's just breaking down in front of him. And he's just 
rejecting and rejecting and deflecting because he's he had like he has emotions but he's been burying them for years he's had no one to put these emotions on and now that she's putting the emotions on him he's like no 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 like he he doesn't know how to handle this kind of stuff it's just Mm -hmm. i think it's Uh, that that whole conversation is just like yeah fantastic and yet like at the same point like half the conversation isn't like even like actual words like they can't even express their thoughts and you're just like it's It's real obviously phenomenal (laughs) acting that they're able to you know sell that yeah so easily and then (sighs) i just (laughs) i don't know what to say (laughs) yeah it's this movie is a lot It, it is a lot to take in it's a lot to process and, but I think they do a great job at giving you this story. Because I remember starting the movie and being like, Casey Affleck's character, what, what's his name, Lee? Yep. Yeah, Lee. I'm like, Lee kind of has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I wonder what that's all about. And then you, it just through fantastic flashbacks, through fantastic writing and editing, we finally get little glimpses at his past. And once, mm-hmm. again, the fire scene happens, you're like, I completely get it. His whole performance up until now This is why I say I need to watch this again. I hope to watch it again before the Oscars. Um, His performance up into that is contextualized through his flashbacks that you get eventually. And I'm interested in watching it again and seeing all those little things. Um, I just think it, I mean, if nothing else, this movie is an acting showpiece for everyone in it. Um, Michelle Williams, Casey Affleck. Um Who's the, who's the actor who plays the kid? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just looking up. <laughs> and then Kyle Chandler. I, I forgot that Kyle Chandler was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. I was just like, yes! <laughs> for a brief <laughs> moment. I'm, I'm always up for some Kyle Chandler in yeah. my movie, you know? Yeah. Why is that? As, as Lacey had one, uh, once mentioned, <laughs> he has a nice butt. He, right? does, he does have a nice butt. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not going to lie to the world. Um... <laughs> But no, his scenes that he does have are great. Um, yes. Lucas Hedges is the his name. And also, fantastic. Um, this movie is sort of hard to talk about, I think, in, in context like this. Yeah, spoiler. Because it is mm-hmm. so much just about the performances. I think if you put anyone else in those roles, if you put even Ben Affleck in... Although Ben Affleck's a good actor in that role. No, he wouldn't be able to do it. No, he wouldn't be able to do it. Um, You know, replace uh, uh, Michelle Williams with Michelle Monaghan. Different movie, you know. This movie is bolstered by these fantastic performances and these people who just become their characters and completely are enveloped by them. And it's just, it's hard to express that without having someone seen it you know because if you've seen i feel it, like we're running into kind of like a similar problem we had with moonlight yeah where it's just like the, it's the the film is so much more less like uh a big events that you can talk mm-hmm. about in spoilers like we could with like arrival or hell mm-hmm. or high water where there's these big action moments or something mm-hmm. where this is it's more about like the experience the journey over the entire film that you like you need to get like swept up in this world to fully appreciate the film. Yeah. I agree. And I think... I don't remember what review it was. It must have been AV Club, maybe. 
where they mentioned that even though there are these great tragedies happen happening all around them, there's always these subtle little moments that are just the mundane problems of life, like where they can't find where the car is parked or, or uh, well, the one, one that wasn't even scripted, which I think is fantastic, even though it's, it's even more depressing in a moment that's already horribly depressing is when they're trying to get that gurney onto the, uh, onto the... Oh, that wasn't scripted? That was not the, scripted. Onto the ambulance and then the yeah. wheels cut on you. Yeah, they, they just really couldn't do it. And they just stayed in character <laughs> and they kept it because it is, it is really a movie about that. Like, you can't... Like, these huge, horrible things happen in our lives, but we need to, like... Regular horrible, not horrible, but regular annoying stuff happens anyway. Like, life goes on no matter what is kind of a point of this film. And, mm-hmm. man, Matthew Broderick killed a man. Uh, <laughs> Why was Matthew Broderick in this movie? He's just there. I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't. Like, he, he doesn't do... He does a good job, but at the yeah. same time, it just draws you out of the movie because you're just <laughs> well, like, like we're like Matthew an hour Broderick. and a half into this, and suddenly Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yo, yo, what's Ferris Bueller doing in my right now? <laughs> yeah, it does. It it is a little because you see him at the opening credits, like Matthew Broderick. Oh, huh? I wonder what who what part he plays. Oh, he's in one scene. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so now I know that's Matthew Broderick. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things. We're like, there's no way they could have fixed that other than casting someone other than Matthew Broderick. But they couldn't just, like, not include him in the opening credits because then when you see him, it would be even weirder. You'd be like, is that, is that Matthew Broderick? Like, I don't know who that is. That has to be him, but why is he only in one scene? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I... And I love um, how... I love how horrible the kid is, in a way. <laughs> like, he's a horrible kid. Like, it's the worst. But it's, like, one of those things, like, they still love him. Because, yeah, he's horrible, but still just a kid. Like, you know, he didn't have, like, a, a mother figure in his life. Probably led to some mommy issues. Probably why he has two girlfriends. <sighs> You talk. I'm running out of things to say. Well, I mean, I kind of, kind of returning to an earlier point you were talking about. I like with the flashbacks and everything. If I had seen this movie earlier, like this would have been my pick for best screenplay of the year because this mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. Just like mm-hmm. every single piece of this is, you know, perfectly placed together. Just the way it, the the slow reveal of information mm-hmm. about his past is just. They do it perfectly because like it never comes off as like, uh, like really like blunt exposition. You know, like it's not, right. it's not just like oh here's this giant load of backstory that we're gonna give you now. It's it feels just kind of like this natural evolution of like the story. Like you know, like the, the when we finally get to the reveal, like they they we can tell that something is happening. Like you said with. First, with, like, uh, Affleck's distant performance, you know, like, he's obviously uh, bottling something up inside, and he's very, you know, quiet and uh, disassociated. 
And then we get like when he first returns to Manchester, and we have all these people talking about it, like referring <laughs> wait, to his wait, past. Wait. And <laughs> you just say Manchester when he returns Manchester. to Manchester. <laughs> I did not Manchester try by to. the sea. <laughs> That's a horrible Bostonian accent. I'm, I'm sorry. I was not trying to. Anyway, continue. But yeah, but then like the people are like, they're making references to something in the past. Like we know that there's some trauma there or mm-hmm. whatever. And then we, we finally get it, you know, like at the point when he's looking at the will, he's realizing he's designated to be the guardian. And then it's just like, the realization that he might have to become a parent again is yeah. what finally reveals that information to us. And it's just so beautifully structured, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I also... Oh, continue. Oh, Sorry. No, I don't, no, I'm good. Well, no, I was going to move on to something slightly different. Move so. on. It, I was, was just going to say that also too. just what's incredible about the screenplay is that what it, it it's what it reveals without actually saying it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is screenwriting perfection, you know? Like, the, mm-hmm. the way we're able to tell characters' motivations and actions and everything without them. They don't need to explicitly state their feelings. It's like, we get it, you know? Yeah. Like, we understand, like, in that police station scene, for example, when he's, like, asking him, like, that's it? I can go? We understand it's like he feels like he needs to be punished for this. Yeah. But they don't actually... He doesn't actually, you know, go out and say it. It's like... <laughs> I need to be punished. I... <laughs> <laughs> No, and that's no more rel- no more relevant. No more. Uh, why can't I think of the word? No more obvious. I suppose I don't know what word I was looking for. It's no more obvious than like in the one of the more final scenes in the film where he's talking to uh, Patrick. Is his mm-hmm. nephew's name? Yeah. He's talking to Patrick, and he's like, "I I just can't beat it." And you're like. He doesn't have to say depression. He doesn't have to say anything like that. You understand. This guy is, like, even though there are hopeful moments and and he is sort of, like, having human interaction again with his his nephew now, it's still this guy is going to be messed up for life because you can't just lose three kids, your wife leaves you at the same time, and, like, just expect to be fine. Like, this movie is... Uh, brutally honest. It's brutally <laughs> like right. I think I think the the ending was what really made this film for me. You know, mm-hmm. like the fact that they didn't kind of go for that cheesy ending where it's like, oh, they learned to love each other and yeah. he, they learned to compromise and they move together and then they live a happy life ever after. You know, like you would mm-hmm. see in a lesser film, like like you said, it's brutally honest about you know his depression and his trauma and everything he's gone through. Like it's something he literally cannot get over. Mm-hmm. Not, not to, you know, say people who struggle with that no, can't no, but go on like, to live. Uh, you know, I understand what you're saying. But it, and it, yeah. The movie says it too, in that you, it's implied that he's getting at least a little bit better, but he can't just make this huge jump all of a sudden. It's not like, Hey, you've been dealing with this for, 10 years 15 years maybe and now you need to step up so you're gonna step up no matter what it's like no you need to work to that kind of stuff you can't just automatically within the course of i think it's like a few months just be like i'm i'm cured now like hey i i can take care of this kid let's go kid like Mm -hmm. he 
And I mean, it, again, the film never explicitly says it. It's really left up to interpretation, but you feel like he's getting better. You, you see things oh, to definitely. the idea that, you know, just to the point where he, he, at the beginning of the film, he's like, we need to call my wife. And they're like, you mean ex-wife? And he's like, yeah, sorry. Like, he's still holding on to stuff like that. And then just that scene with Michelle Williams where he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to go to lunch with you. Like, it's over and this is past us now. This, the, that ship sailed um, kind of thing where he's and, finally moving on. And I think also really it's mainly that development between him and Patrick where by the end of the film it's like he's not ready to adopt him but at the same time he still has become kind of like that father figure Be a part in of his life. life you know like they're, they're playing catch with the ball kind of thing yeah. and it's like so it's like he is working through it and his relationship to Patrick will help him through that and mm-hmm. you know in many ways you know just kind of help help him get over you know make make him believe that he can in the sense be a parent again or like it wasn't his he's not i don't know if i can articulate this properly but just you know just <laughs> just go for it well i'll if it sounds horrible i'll i'll help smooth it out here <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it's not, it's that, he, like, he's not necessarily a, it's not that he's a bad person, you know? No. Like, he, it was, in a sense, his fault, but at the same time, he's not a bad person, But he didn't mean person, to do you know? He's not, he's yeah. not a bad parent. No. No. It's, it's, it's a complicated situation, it but, is. you know. And that's the thing, where he, he, he's still going to feel guilty for the rest of his life. Michelle Williams is character is still going to feel guilty for the rest of her life like it's if you're in a situation like that it's always going to be what could i have done better i don't know that there ever is a point in your life where like you know it wasn't anyone's fault i think (laughs) friggin three kids die it's like yeah that's going to scar you forever and i'm not saying you can't come back from that but it's just it, it takes time, and, and it's going to take healing, and I don't know that there are ever, there's ever going to be a moment where you're like, I'm all right. I, like, I, I realize it's not my fault. I feel like, in his mind, it's always going to be his fault, as dark as that might seem. <laughs> this movie is just, like, like soul-crushing, <laughs> just, like, the, the worst possible ways, and yet, at the same time, it's so good. It is and so there good. is so much humor there is so much levity in it as well through the humor Mm -hmm. and through those kind those tiny glimpses of hope you know man it's there was a moment where i was laughing very hard no one else in the theater was laughing too much i'm like you guys not like am i the only one who thinks this this is funny am i missing like this is really sad or something but it's when he drives to the girlfriend's house and then they're like oh well They'll be done at like sometime, and he drives back, and then he drives back and forth to the girlfriend's house a couple times, and it's just the same shot but like reversed each time. <laughs> it's it just made me crack up of like, God, being a parent must suck. Like I never know, but I know I was a horrible kid. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> it's a rough movie, Aaron. I mean, it is a it, very it's, rough. It's a polished movie, but it's emotionally rough. Um, no, I, I got you. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? That Kenneth. Well, how do you pronounce his name? Loner Graham. Who? The director. 
Kenneth oh, Lundgren. I don't know. Uh, something like that. He had a little bit of a cameo in the film. Where? Can you guess who he is in the movie? Yeah, I know you don't know anything about this man or what he looks like, but if you can guess, I'll give you this napkin that I was making notes on for the podcast. Wow, I'm, yeah. I'd, I'd be so honored to have Audience, your napkin. Audience, play along. This is like the fault in your stars this week, but it's not the fault in your stars, and it's not a main episode, and yeah, whatever. Uh it's so small, I, I don't think he ever gets... He does have speaking lines, though. Okay. Well, I, I do you remember the scene... I don't know what you expect from me. I don't remember where they're coming from. They must be coming from the lawyer. But they're going outside, and, like, Ben Affleck... Not Ben Affleck. Casey <laughs> Affleck's character is cursing at... Uh, at whatever his name is. At Patrick. And uh, this guy walks by. Oh, like, oh, he's that parent. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's that guy. And then they both just curse him out. <laughs> Such an amazing scene. It was an- another, you know, hilarious scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's Manchester by the Sea. Aaron, I'm glad to hear you loved it. I'm assuming it was a love. Oh, definitely. Yeah, okay. Like I said, number four for my for last year. Though, I don't know, maybe it will move up if I ponder it a while. Because, like I said, I don't mm-hmm. think a movie has made this, me feel this much since Perks. Yeah. So There's a lot of emotions. There's happiness. There's hope. There's sadness. There's deep, dark, horrifying emotions. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, I mean, it, uh, if you've listened to this all the way through and haven't seen it, go see it. I mean, we kind of spoiled it, but again, it's the performances. Uh, and uh, watch the Oscars this Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. See you all next time with a brand new episode. Uh, yesterday. No, I guess today. I'll be, I'll be posting this on Friday. Same day we have main episode going up. So, Check on that. How about that, Aaron? Yeah. All right, we'll see you all next time with Hacksaw Ridge, probably, hopefully, maybe, who knows, where we get to talk about Mel Gibson. Should be fun. (laughs) See you all next time. Goodbye.